This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Yo, 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 it's EJ Stewart filling in for producer Mraz. This is the best of the DA show coming at you right now. Happy Monday to you, North America. The mothership has connected. Welcome aboard. It's the four-hour black coal block party. DA with you from the CBS Sports Radio Studios in New York City. Broadcasting to affiliates nationwide and north of the border. Anchorage to Atlanta, Santa Fe to Savannah, Kalamazoo, and Waterloo A are on the air. Hey, listening, D.A., everything we saying, D.A., everything. How we doing, everybody? Thanks so much for joining us. Good show lined up for you coming your way in hour number three, two hours from now. We begin our march towards college football's kickoff. Phil Steele has authored the go-to Bible on college football previews each and every year for a number of years. The Phil Steele college football preview issue is available now, and people are buzzing about it. And so we're going to have Phil join us here on the program coming up top of Hour 3, so that is two hours from now. We'll start talking a little college football with Phil as we kick off the March to college football season this week. Big 12 media days as well. And so we'll track down some coaches and players from the Big 12 conference. Interesting year for the Big 12 since Texas and Oklahoma are still in it. While they also add the four new schools, one last year for the Sooners and Longhorns. So that'll be our week in college football amongst, I'm sure, other things that happen. Also, it's a momentous Monday coming up in 40 minutes. And before that, in 20 minutes, the latest on Damian Lillard. We begin, though, with the NFL. And our friend Will Brinson made some waves over the weekend. You see, Will, who works for CBS Sports covering the NFL, broke down his quarterbacks into tears. Now, this is a classic summer gadget. If you're writing about the NFL and you've got nothing really to write about, camps haven't opened up yet, rosters are largely set, how many previews can you do of the same teams, how many times can you talk about the same storylines? And so, this is a good trick of the trade, rankings, let's rank things, let's tier them. So, I love Will, and Will broke down his NFL 
quarterback rankings into tiers, as I mentioned. And the tier, the story that is getting the most attention is Kyler Murray's place on the list. Now, with this, Kyler Murray, of course, is out with an ACL tear. And we don't know when he's going to be back. And amongst this quarterback tier, he was in the sixth tier. One above the last tier. He was in a tier with guys like Baker Mayfield. And so the question becomes, is that far too low? Many on the interwebs thought so. Facebook right now. But most notably, Kyler Murray weighed in and on social media embraced the hate. And so this created quite the firestorm on social media. That Kyler Murray may be ranked too low. Kyler Murray loves the challenge. Laughable that you would put Kyler Murray in the same category as some of the chumps of the NFL starting quarterback fraternity. And so what to believe? And I would say I'm not even sure that Kyler Murray ranked that low as the most interesting part of these quarterback rankings. What is? It is where we begin. You're cold open. An empty set for Murray on third down and six at the L.A. 34. Chargers showing blitz. They back off. Murray back to pass. Flag down. Pass over the middle. Caught at the 20 and a broken tackle. Hop is loose at the 10, at the 5, and into the end zone for the touchdown. This will likely stand. It looked like the Chargers were offside. Again, Murray getting rid of it quickly, being decisive, and letting his playmaker do the rest. A 34-yard catch and run for a score by Hop. I love my boy Chris Trapasso, but he tweeted out um, the image of the tears, but yeah. didn't include the names of the tears. And so Correct. people are like, you have Kyler Murray uh, in the sixth tier. And I'm like, yes, that, that doesn't make sense if Kyler's healthy and the Cardinals aren't tanking. But... Since they are, I I think, and and Kyler's not healthy, oh, and Kyler's 100%. seen the list now, and so Kyler's at me. So if Kyler plays well this year, it's on. It's it's going to be a dunk fest I mean, on me. If he plays this year, we don't see. That's what I'm saying. That's plays. why he's in. That's why he's. That's why he's in tier six. Like I have no clue if he plays. I think he sits all year and they take for Caleb Williams. Here's Murray. He takes off and stumbles, brought down at the 44 as he picks up three, and after going down awkwardly. He can't get up. I thought when he went down, Joe, it didn't look to me like he tripped as much as just something went out on him. And maybe that right leg, just as he plants. Well, this was the scene just a moment ago. As they brought the cart out, Kyler Murray had to get on. The frustration, the heartbreak. Players from both sides coming up to him and Third play from scrimmage. Tough to see. As of this week, what's the status for Kyler come training game for We'll see. Long way to go, Josh. You know what I mean? I don't know. There's five or six weeks until we start, I think, or five and a half or whatever it is. But we'll take it day by day, and he's doing a good job improving his game every day. Um, in the training room, in the meeting rooms. He's out there. He's another one like Buddha. He asks a lot of questions, which is good. He's engaged. I don't believe it. The most amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending. 
It's DA's top story. Here he goes. It's your cold open. All right, so what you heard there was the Cardinals radio network on Kyler's injury. That was Will Brinson defending his selection or his tears via the Pick 6 podcast from CBS Sports. You heard Bucket Aikman on ESPN and then new Cardinals head coach Jonathan Gannon. So what Will is talking about there is his tiers are labeled and the label for the tier six is no clue, man. So that's his defense in that it's not that Kyler Murray is that terrible of a quarterback, but that it's we have no idea. And in that sense, it's defensible. The other guys on that list in that tier, Sam Howell, Jordan Love, Baker Mayfield, and Desmond Ritter. Now, I would say out of all of those guys, Kyler Murray clearly has the most upside, has the most potential, has actually done it before at a big level in the NFL, and does it deserve to be with Desmond Ritter, a washed Baker Mayfield, and Sam Howell, right? So that's... That's understandable if you just kind of collect them as a whole. But what Will is saying there is, look, we don't know about any of those guys. And Kyler's in that boat because of the injury. Fine. I don't even really find that that interesting. Kyler saying basically that he embraces the hate. Kyler laughing off the list saying, quote, I love it. Look, you guys know I've got an issue with Kyler Murray's maturity. I think he's a guy that it's very difficult to get him to go to the next level from a commitment standpoint. I think Kyler has proven time and again that maybe he doesn't have the most professional demeanor. I think the fact that that organization had to work into his contract, more study time, more commitment suggests that even if they did retract that, there is that concern within those walls, like it or not. And Kyler can act like you know, how dare you question me, but let's see it actually on the field instead of just yelling at Cliff Kingsbury or freelancing and being able to outrace or outrun the edge to the sideline. We've got to see it a little bit more consistently from him. And it's not just based on his success wouldn't just be based on the physical attributes. Fine. I think actually, though, the most interesting part of the, quote, tiers is this. The top tier, the best, the big three, Mahomes, Burrow, Allen. Not sure there's much to argue there. The second tier, guys who can join that group, Herbert, Lamar, Trevor Lawrence, Jalen Hurts. Okay. My interest is after the, quote, big three and could join them next year tiers. Tier three, intrigue with question marks. And this tier from a man will includes Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Daniel Jones, Justin Fields, Tua, Matthew Stafford, and Aaron Rodgers. The reason this is interesting to me is look at that tier. These are all guys that are either close to being washed up, haven't really begun to become a star yet, or might be over with. Look at Russ. And there's Aaron Rodgers in that tier. 
Now, if the Jets acquired the equivalent of Daniel Jones or Russell Wilson or Matthew Stafford, that's not good enough. That is not good enough. And I'm not here just to pick apart somebody else's opinion. I'm here to ask this question. Is that the harsh reality for the Jets? That there's all these wonderful sonnets written about them being a Super Bowl contender and that Rodgers looks ripped and Rodgers brings the team and the organization to a different level. But if ostensibly the Jets traded for Matthew Stafford or they traded for Russell Wilson, this version of Russ, or they traded for Gasp, Daniel Jones, who's fine. He had a really good season last year, but I don't think Daniel Jones to the Jets would make anybody talk about Super Bowls. Well, then that, that is an exploding cigar. That can't be what Aaron Rodgers is this year. Because if Aaron Rodgers is a version of the last good year, maybe, of Matthew Stafford, or a version of Daniel Jones, who's good but not great, or a Russell Wilson who has to have a miracle to get his career back, that is not going to pay dividends with the Jets. And so I wonder if the reality of Rodgers and the Jets is much different than the the romanticism of it, that it's Aaron Rodgers, future Hall of Famer. Because I've said this before, if you just look at last year's Packers season, they missed the playoffs, and a lot of those games in which they lost, Rodgers also didn't play well, and people made excuses for him. Young wide receiving core at odds with the, the pass, with the, the scheme and the, the head coach. And at times, you know, maybe the defense didn't do their end of the bargain either. There were injuries. The offensive line wasn't good. There was all of these excuses made for Rodgers. But if the reality is that the New York Jets traded for the equivalent of what Justin Fields is today, that's not going to be good enough. That, to me, is the most interesting part about the tiers. Rodgers in the same tier as a washed-up Russell Wilson. Well, that's not good. 855-212-4CBS or on Twitter, DA on CBS. You know, in some ways, today is the first day of the rest of our lives. You see, Mraz is leaving the show at the end of next week. Now, this week... Mraz is on vacation. I believe this is one of those Great Wolf Lodge weeks. Is that right? Something like that, yeah. He likes to do the family vacation at one of those Great American water park, indoor situations. And so I think that's where he is this well, Actually, it's Lake George. You're right. You're, you're, at, you're right. He's at the lake. He's on the lake with his family. Lake George is about four hours north of New York City or so. And so that's where I believe he is for the entire week. My bad, my friend. I'm sorry. And so this week, no Mraz, and we begin to try to feel out our way post the dictator. And so I have mentioned this, that of course there's some in-house candidates that will be 
considered strongly for the position. You guys know the names. They're familiar to you. But I am also going to consider outside the building names. And so we have to try to collect some names, people that are interested. And it's very early in the process. I said, let the body's not even cold yet. Let's not force this. We'll be fine making our way through the summer. Summer's light on news anyway. We know what to do here. We've got an organization, an infrastructure that is strong enough to be able to just kind of take our time to, to get this thing right. And so the bosses said, okay, we won't force anything. We won't speed up anything. Take your time. And so we haven't even collected an initial list of names outside the building. I think we might know the inside of the building names. I don't think we know the outside of the building names, though. And so if you are listening out there and you're like, you know what, damn it, I should be Mraz's replacement. I could do what he did. Well, I'm going to tell you, get ahead of the curve right now because by the end of this week, I think we'll have some of the external candidates identified, start scheduling some interviews, et cetera. But if you want to be ahead of the curve and you're listening right now and you're like, you know what, I've listened to this show for a long time. I know the show. I know I can work harder than Merez, and that's not a high bar to climb. I think I can be a good fit. And it doesn't mean you have to have the personality of Merez. It doesn't mean that you have to be a guy that doesn't know general world history, doesn't understand geography. That's not necessarily what we're looking for, in fact. Or spell. We might be looking for an upgrade in those categories. Who knows? I don't know. And you're and you're saying to yourself, I think I can do that, or I can bring something to the table. This week, I promise this to you, I'm going to deliver this to you. We're going to have some open interview segments here on the show. If you feel like, you know what, I, I'd like to interview for the show. I'd like to interview for the job. We will do a preliminary round of interviews on air. So I've had a few people reach out to me already, listeners. Hit me up on Twitter. I said, email me, and I can give you the details. Now, I've had a few people email me already, and I gave them the rundown. In fact, one person I have given an actual time to today. Now, that person has not responded to me yet, so I haven't confirmed that. But we've got some things. So this is something that you'll be on the lookout for over the course of this week. Live, on-air, preliminary interviews for the job. And I'm not just going to throw you into the meat grinder, okay? I I am going to give you the questions I will ask. So, we want to set this up very professionally. It's not just fly fly by the seat of our pants time. That's right. Even though it it might sound that way. No. You're going to reach out to me. We'll exchange emails. We'll set up a time. Okay, we're going to do this very professionally. This is going to be like an on-air LinkedIn, okay? And then we'll start sifting through candidates. So if that's something of interest to you or somebody that you know, I would reach out to me or Pete, and we'll filter this thing through. Social media, obviously, we're available on. I will tell you that I check mostly Twitter and my Instagram DMs. I did open up a Threads account over the weekend. Week, 
I guess it was last week when this whole thing went down. And so I, I'm there too. That might be a little easier for you because there's fewer people on that space. So I would probably be able to see your response sooner, but no guarantees. Find me. And you can email me as well, and we'll get this thing done. Now, it strikes me we already have a listener that wants to weigh in on the process. This is Jeff, who's in Pittsburgh this morning here on the DA Show. Jeff, good morning. Uh, good morning, DA. Wanted to jump to the front of the line, my friend. Oh. Looking forward to the opportunity. Okay, you would like to interview for the for the position. Yeah, I'm old school, though, DA. I, I filled out the paper application. Uh, I can do the Zoom interview, or I can do it right here live on the air. All right. Well, we didn't set this thing up. I just went through a whole soliloquy about how I would set things up, give you the questions. But you know what? You can give me your elevator sales pitch right now. They say the elevator pitch is usually like you get like two minutes or like 60 seconds. you got to get somebody somebody's attention right off the bat. And so you can give me your elevator pitch. Okay. I can eat a lot of food, soil myself. I don't have a lot of talent, and I don't require a lot of money. Well, okay, all those things those things sound good. Now, would you be able to relocate to New York? Uh, that's going to be tough, but I think I can do it. Uh, okay. I heard rent's high up there. Rent is high, but you don't have to live in the city. You can live in some of the surrounding areas, and so if you live out in New Jersey or some other areas, you might be able to find some affordable rent. In fact, Pat Boyle might be looking for a, a roommate as we speak, as long as you can stay quiet at night and sleep through maybe some bumping and banging in the next room. Uh, usually by the time I finish my left-handed cigarette at about 7 p.m., I'm yeah. out. Pat wouldn't have no problem. <laughs> okay. okay, that's good. That's good. And you say you can eat a lot. Oh, I, I can eat, and I, oh, I, I meant to throw in there, I'm a slob. Oh, you're a slob, too. Oh, perfect. Yes, I'm I'm disgusting slob, a physical specimen. People would be ripping on me from, from the word go. And, and just tell me an example of how slovenly you are. Well, 5'10", 285. <laughs> okay. So just wait. We should just take it from there to know that you're slobby. Okay. All right. Well, Jeff in Pittsburgh, any closing remarks? Uh, just look forward to the opportunity. Of, uh, and I'll answer the phones, and I'll answer them uh, on the second or third ring, DA. Wow. I'll work circles around anybody there. I'm a machine. <laughs> okay. All right. Jeff in Pittsburgh has thrown his hat into the ring. I don't think I can legally ask him his age. So I just have to take a leap of faith there that Jeff is of an age that he can relocate and work, commit to this. Now, that should be a source of inspiration for all of you out there that want to apply for this. That's right. I mean, I mean pick up the phone. Get on the Internet. If you don't know what the Internet is, figure it out. <laughs> yeah. This is a good time to do it. Yeah. And EJ, who we're big fans of around here, will be answering the phone today. And, and EJ, after the Jeff in Pittsburgh call, has to feel really good about his opportunity. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, uh, not, not, not losing any sleep over that, I'll be honest. <laughs> Shout out to Jeff, though. <laughs> now, my only question is, when I finish my left-handed cigarette, 
is he literal? He's smoking a cigarette with his left hand, or is that a metaphor for something? Well, when he said left-handed, I didn't know where we were going. I <laughs> yeah, got a little yeah. nervous. I, I was thinking, hoping Pete had the dump button ready. Left-handed cigarette. <laughs> I, <laughs> Just don't do it in here. I, I, I don't know. What? Let's put Jeff in Pittsburgh on the list. Okay. The queue. Here's your phone number right now. Jeff is the leader in the clubhouse. Jeff in Pittsburgh. One of one. 855-212-4CBS or on Twitter, DA on CBS. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What I didn't like at all, and I should probably do this segment later on of the hour or later on of the show for our Portland listeners and our Pacific Northwest listeners that are really definitely not up this early at 3.33 a.m. Eastern time, 3.33 rather, Pacific time, 6.33 on the East Coast, but I'm going to do it anyway because I can't sit on this the entire day. How disrespected must Blazers fans feel? Now, Is there a part of them as well that would like to see Damian Lillard be part of a winner? Probably. I think they would much prefer it to be in their own uniform. But I'm sure there's a a segment of Blazers fans that say, hey, kind of like Lions fans watching Barry Sanders or Bruins fans watching Ray Bork, you'd like to see a classy individual that was loyal to the franchise, that was great for a number of years, finally wins something, so if he's got to do it somewhere else, so be it. But there's got to be an element of this to where Blazers fans are going, what did we do? Because as I'm sitting there on vacation, not at the beach, I'm saying to myself, the takes here are getting crazy. I saw one take that said how proud that person was that Damian Lillard finally spoke up. Well, what what do we assume was going on in Portland? That he was held against his will by a bunch of barbarians or monsters? Saying, no, you will not have happiness. We don't care what you want, Dame. You play for us. 
Here's some gruel. Damian Lillard was given a $400 million extension by which he agreed to. No, I'm not saying the Blazers have been a great franchise, but they did make the Western Conference Finals once with him. He was paired with C.J. McCollum for a long time in his prime, which was considered by and large a top five backcourt in the NBA. Again, I realize the Blazers have not won anything of note, and I realize it feels like they are on a hamster wheel to nowhere, but where where did it start that Damian Lillard had to speak up for himself? I'm just proud that he finally said something. <laughs> what, what, what world is this? Damian Lillard wanted to be in Portland. He has said this time and time again. So there must be something that he liked about it. Okay. It's a pretty city. It's on the coast. It's got a relatively good climate. It rains a lot, but it's, it's a very green city it's a fun city. There's a ton of microbrews. If you want to wear a beanie and a big beard, you fit in great over there. You can go hiking in the mountains. You can go on to the beach. I mean, like maybe there's something he really loved about Portland because it's a really nice place. And, you know, when Clyde Drexler and Terry Porter are there, nobody's going, oh, my God, you guys got to get your way out of town. Oh, you, you guys got to go somewhere where they play real basketball. Bill Walton considers Portland to be the greatest time of his life. So maybe Damian Lillard felt those same vibes. And again, he signed contracts to be there. This wasn't against his will. So this idea that he had to finally stand up for himself. I think if you really like it somewhere and you want it to work, and you want to give patience, and oh, by the way, they're paying you a lot of money to be there so that there's a lot of reasons to stay, like 400 million reasons. What's the worst thing that could have happened to Damian Lillard? That he plays his entire career on a mediocre franchise and never wins a championship, but he's a Hall of Famer? Guess what? Earth to everybody. That happens all of the time. Like, that's most athletes' careers. That they're, not most, but most Hall of Famer athletes' careers, they play a long time, they never win a championship, they play in good teams, not great teams, they're great, but only one team wins. That happens time and time and time again. Why do we have to act like, well, if that's your lot in life, you have to fight your way out of that? No, if he was happy, fine. Let Damian Lillard be happy. Now, he's not happy anymore. That's fine, too. If Lillard says, you know, I, I saw this thing through. Things didn't change. I feel like I got to move on. That's fine, too. But I saw this and said, what, what world is this? Damian Lillard actively stayed in Portland and said nice things about being there. And I think genuinely likes it and liked it. Oh, what? Where did where did this new narrative that he, he had no backbone, he was too weak to ask for what he really wanted? I know what you really want, and you don't want to be there. Like, give me a break. Proud of Damian Lillard for finally saying something, for finally 
shooting his way out of town. I mean, how twisted priorities have become with how we view athletes and I guess just life in general. Bizarre to me. King Curtis says that I think Jeff in Pittsburgh saying left-handed cigarette is a classy way of saying a joint. He says, I don't know if you guys all drug test. Again, not all that important here. Well, yeah, some classiness to it, so. So that helps. That helps. Okay. Now, Pat Boyle's in for headline today's bogus is out. Morning, DA. Good morning, Pat. And uh, you just nodded your head in agreement. Left-handed cigarette is a joint. Yeah, it's a good old-fashioned doobie. (laughs) Okay. All right, so Jeff in Pittsburgh, what do you think, Pete? Plus or minus in that category? Uh, I probably even. Okay, it's a neutral. Yeah, neutral. Even, even what? That it doesn't affect him positively oh, okay, okay, okay. or negatively. Now, I did ask since he was looking for potentially a a place to stay if he was your roommate, if he could keep it down at night. And he said <laughs> basically after he smokes his left-handed doobie, left-handed cigarette, that he's good. So yeah, he's, he's down for the night, so that helps you. Yeah, he can. Yeah, Jeff in Pittsburgh can come along. <laughs> okay. Are you looking for a roommate? No, but he can sleep on the couch if he wants to pay rent. Do you have a roommate? I have two roommates and a dog. Gotcha. <laughs> so Jeff in Pittsburgh, this, we might have something. Here. We do have a very big couch, though, um, 1,400 square feet, which is a decent amount of space. So, Jeff, uh, you want to sleep on the couch? You want to chip in and, you know, pay? I, you know, you want to have a bed. So I would say half of what. Me and my two roommates each pay. Jeff in Pittsburgh can contribute that, and he can sleep on the couch and Seems fair. One, smoke all the weed he wants. One bathroom? Two bathrooms. Two bathrooms? I share one with my other roommate because we have the two big bedrooms. And then the, the gentleman, Greg, who has the smaller bedroom, he gets his own bathroom, so Jeff in Pittsburgh would have to share with him. Okay, so Jeff in Pittsburgh... So for ten thousand dollars, you can sleep on a dresser. <laughs> there you go. Things are looking up. Okay, let's talk about the northwestern situation here. Okay, I am a big college football fan, and I am intrigued to say the least to see how this is covered, how this is analyzed, and where this thing goes for a multiple a multitude of reasons. We are currently in a bit of a sports dead zone here. Okay, we have the home run derby tonight, but largely Major League Baseball's all-star break is kind of a downtime. We've got NBA Summer League, but nothing really of importance happens there, whether you care if Wembayama has 20 and 10 or not. I don't think it's that big a deal. The fact is he's going to be a star. Anybody that doubts that simply because he had one bad game is, again, stupid. And... Football hasn't quite started up in full yet, and college football is just starting to have its media days, and so it's a bit of a dead zone, which means which means that this Northwestern situation has a chance to be the story in sports. It has a lot of the sensationalistic aspects that the, the greater American public pays attention to, hazing, college kids, sexualization of of things, an established head coach under fire, quote, the old school combining with the new school. These are all all aspects of a story that you could easily see on 
the Today Show, Good Morning America, the Nightly News, CNN.com, FoxNews.com, etc. You can easily see these splashed across the New York Times and, and things of this nature, Washington Post. So I wonder where this goes. Because I think for the most part, it has been relatively underreported. Now, it's only been a couple of days. It was the weekend. It was the weekend after a holiday week. So I'm not sure where this thing goes. It might get bigger. I'm not sure. Over the course of this week, does this pick up steam? Do we get into mid to late July and there's a real drumbeat to fire Pat Fitzgerald? Do we learn the identity of the accuser? Do we do we understand more of what happened in the culture there? Or is it Northwestern football and people shrug their shoulders? Because that's another part that I'm interested about, which I wonder if Northwestern felt was going to happen. You see, there's a former player that says there was hazing the last couple of seasons at Northwestern. He's a former player. He went to the Northwestern student newspaper about this. They reported it, and the decision from the administration was to suspend Pat Fitzgerald, who's been the coach since 06 and is a legend at Northwestern, one of the most decorated football players ever, been the head coach there. He's led them to their highest of highs, basically, since he took over 15 years ago or so, what, 17 years ago. He got a two-week suspension during the summer before meaty days. So what does that even mean? I mean, nobody's seeing Pat Fitzgerald today anyway. If he's suspended for two weeks, what does it really matter? And I wonder if Northwestern just said, eh, the accusations seem a little flimsy. Eh, it's the middle of the summer. Eh, this isn't Ohio State. This isn't USC. This isn't Texas. This ain't Georgia or Alabama. Eh, two weeks. I wonder, because now the administration admits we are going to reassess the punishment for Pat Fitzgerald. And some have said, I wonder if he gets fired. It would be incredibly unprofessional of me to guess what happens here or to act like I knew, know anything. Because I have seen this far too many times. One blurb, two stories, one or two anecdotes comes out and you assume you know the situation and then suddenly more and more lift up out of the water and you go, oh, I didn't see that one coming. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you I think he should be fired. I don't think he gets fired. I, who knows? I, I can't pretend to know what the extent of this is. I have... No personal connection to Northwestern, so I have no idea. But a couple of things strike me here when I read this. Number one, that the administration in 2023, where every college campus is on high alert, especially one of the great academic institution and reputation the Northwestern is, if there is anything that seems lewd, sexualized, below board, in the closets, in terms of like hidden and old culture, 
Like usually administrations are like, whoa, 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 we can't have this. And they go overboard trying to present this, oh, this would never happen here. We are appalled, et cetera. So the fact that, if anything, the administration under-assessed this tells me one of two things. Either A, they really didn't think there was anything there, or B, they were protecting the legend that coaches there in Pat Fitzgerald. They just they did not want to step on his toes because he has been the meal ticket for that football program for 16 years. One of the two. Either they totally didn't think this was that big a deal, or they're like, well, we're not going to go overboard on Pat. The second thing is, when you hear or read the accusations, it seems hard to imagine that it happened in 2022 or 2023. Okay? Doesn't mean it didn't happen. Just feels to me to be hard to imagine this stuff was in play at a major university. Now, I think Northwestern felt as though Pat Fitzgerald didn't know of the hazing if the hazing happened, and that's why he only got two weeks. And that others would say, well, what you don't know, you should be responsible for not knowing because you need to look into things more. The old Joe Paterno thing. You might not have known about Jerry Sandusky, but how hard did you look? And just because you didn't know doesn't mean you're innocent. You should have tried to, to understand more. Okay. But there's something called a Shrek's list, allegedly. And that part of this is that young players, freshmen that needed to, to run laps or whatever, there was a clapping thing and Fitzgerald would clap and they would all get around the player and clap and then force them to do some runs. It seems completely innocent to me that feels like the least of what could happen in a college football practice. But that the former player said that there was a sexualization at times because the players would surround him and that there was, in their terminology, some dry humping that happened there. I don't really know what that means, but okay. But the Shrek's list also, this former player sent a photo of the whiteboard that said Shrek's list, that the list of names of players, and bulleted under the list of players, it said naked slingshot, naked bear crawls, naked quarterback exchange, and naked pass rush. Now, again, I'm not sitting here telling you that this stuff didn't happen. I don't know. I'm not sitting here telling you that there's nothing more to the story. There might be. I'm not sure, and I'm not going to sit here and act like I know or make some grand generalization about something that I only know the tip of the iceberg on. But in 2022, there's a whiteboard in a meeting room that says naked bear crawls. So basically, the hazing practices are that public. That feels nearly impossible to me. I won't say impossible because anything is possible. Anything is possible. Anything is possible, but it feels highly unlikely in 2022 or 2023 that you could have naked bear crawls on a whiteboard in a college football locker room and the coaches don't know and the players just do this and it's just part of the culture? I mean, again, could it have happened? Might. Might there be more? Sure. Did Fitzgerald know? Maybe. Should he have known more? Perhaps. I don't know. I'm just saying, I read that and said, that feels like there's no way that happens today. 
Like, what coach wouldn't know that his team has naked bear crawls written on a meeting board? Now, there's a picture of this. It was sent to ESPN, so they're reporting on this. But I wonder what what is there, what is real, and what was known. And so I... I can only say I'm really interested in how this is covered because it has those things. You could only imagine Good Morning America splashing up on on the Chiron, which is the graphics. Hazing includes naked bear crawls. And you're like, oh, well, this is your classic case of a football program that's stuck in the past and you can't get away with that anymore and what is going on and we're all appalled. But I would say if you know sports well enough, you know college football well enough today, you'd be like, yeah, in 2022, like, players are getting paid. And they're still doing naked bear crawls? The coach is like, oh, that's how we're going to make you tougher. That, I I don't know. I I just don't know if I believe that that was part of the, quote, culture. Now, we'll see. We'll see. But there was parts of this that felt a little hard to – grasp as a reality in today's day and age. Also, for whatever it's worth, there is a former player that clearly is unhappy with what happened there and wants to expose it. There's a current player, none of these players are named right now, a current player saying that he spoke to the former player that levied these accusations, and the former player said, I want to get Fitzgerald fired. So, is this a story to create a firestorm enough to get Fitzgerald fired? Maybe. Did Fitzgerald deserve it? I mean, again, who knows? Was there an ax to grind here? Again, who knows? But this is a time in the sports calendar where if you were really going to follow a story, this would be it. But it's Northwestern football. Right? It's not Michigan football. So I'm, I'm interested. I'm very interested to see where this goes and to see what happens and to see what Northwestern decides because... They went so light on the front end. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. That's where an agent who is a realtor comes in to navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Does it mean they have to go heavy on the back end to show that they took it seriously? I'm not sure. I don't have the answers, but I do find it quite interesting. CBS presents this program in color. 
An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. All right. You can always listen to the show on hundreds of affiliates nationwide and also on Sirius XM, channel 158, plus the XM app as well. You can also listen to us inside our apps, the free Odyssey app or the CBS Sports app. We begin with Rob Manfred as the MLB draft happened yesterday. And with the first pick overall, the Pittsburgh Pirates selected the stud of the College World Series. And then we got to the Oakland A's pick. And just listen to where Rob Manfred says this player is from. The sort of strategy would say, if they all seem the same, take the cheapest player you think belongs here. Here he comes with the sixth pick. With the sixth pick of the 2023 MLB Draft, the Oakland Athletics select Jacob Wilson, a shortstop from Grand Union University. Okay, um, the first pick overall was Paul Skeens, the ace of LSU and route to that historic national championship. That was the Oakland A's selecting a young man who was from, according to Rob Manfred, Grand Union University. (laughs) And just so you know, there is no Grand Union University. There's a Grand Canyon University. (laughs) Grand Union is a supermarket chain. (laughs) (laughs) There is no Grand Union University. That audio is courtesy of ESPN. That's Jacob Wilson, not Jacob Wilkins also, but the A-selected shortstop out of Grand Canyon University at number six overall. I do this for four hours a day. I've done this for 20 years. I know slip-ups. I make slip-ups. But Rob Manfred is only at pick six. It's not pick 26. 46 or like how many rounds are there in the baseball draft 10 12 I mean it's like forever had this been the last day last round somebody says Grand Union University okay maybe it's the sixth pick Grand Union University what are we doing here you need to do some grocery shopping of course it had to be the Oakland A's and it had to be the A's it had to be the A's how much can freaking Rob Manfred disrespect the A's? I have a conspiracy theory on this. Okay. Because somehow a A's sympathizer have given him a card that he knew was faulty. And knowing that Manfred wasn't smart enough to realize <laughs> something was wrong with his card, did he go out there and just read it? So you think maybe an A's fan was doing the cards... Yeah. And purposefully submarined, torpedoed Rob Manfred by writing Grand Union University. It's just like Rob Burgundy. Like, I'm going to read whatever's <laughs> on that teleprompter. And he's like, he's going to read whatever's on that card. In no way he did the research of knowing who these players are. That he's going to be shaking hands with us. The kid was there. That's what was crazy about it. The, the kid, kid was, was there. there. He got up. ESPN knew immediately who he was talking about, even though he got the name and the school wrong. The kid was there, and he had to hear Rob Manfred not get his school right, not get his name right. 
awful. It's embarrassing. This kid, Jacob Wilson, his Jack, his dad, Jack Wilson, played in Major League Baseball for 12 years. He projects to be a stud shortstop. And Rob Manfred, the kid is at his own draft and his university is called Grand Union University. <laughs> it, you know what's crazy? I actually was watching an old uh, NBA draft for the 96 draft of documentary they did. And I saw David Stern was shaking the hands of the players. And they were, that was one of the first drafts we had a lot of international players. And he was asking Pedro Stoyakovich how you pronounce his name. So before the draft, usually there is like a meet and greet with the players. So that was David Stern back in 1996 doing the extra work saying, hey, I've looked up your name, but just tell me one more time how to say it. And that's Pedro Stoyakovich. So this guy, <laughs> a very American name, he didn't shake his hand apparently, didn't do that groundwork to know who these guys are, like just didn't care. It's embarrassing. Manfred is so embarrassing. First of all, Manfred says his own World Series trophy is just, quote, a piece of metal. Okay, nice. Secondly, he's actively trying to move the A's from a fan base that clearly is still passionate about them and completely disrespectful. Then the A's fans show up on a night in, in June where they've got a garbage team and a garbage stadium and actually put nearly 30,000 people in the building and he just dismisses it, basically thumbs his nose, sticks up his middle finger, and then says their number one pick is from Grand Union University. Grand Union. Oh, my. You might as well say he's from Piggly Wiggly College. Pathmark University. Grand <laughs> Union <laughs> University. That sounds like a college made up prior to, like, World War One. <laughs> it <does> no longer <laughs> exists. It right, sounds def- like a Mirage College. Georgia Tech definitely played Piggly Wiggly University <laughs> in, like, 1916. <laughs> There's definitely a six-nothing <laughs> game that Piggly Wiggly University, Piggly Wiggly Co- College. They won the fourth uh, national championship in <laughs> college football history. They definitely won the NIT. <laughs> Piggly Wiggly Environmental. By the way, the, the best commissioner with dress was David Stern. He cared. He, he loved it. He and loved it. When he went up there and made that, that um, uh, the, the magic uh, trade uh, from a, a bunch of years ago where Payne Harley went to the oh, magic. Oh, yeah. He milked it for all it's worth. He he loved doing it. He loved the stage. He did. Here is David Ross, okay, who is the entire Major League Baseball universe is heading into the All-Star break. And if you can listen to this audio, it's a little, it's a little low, but maybe you can make this out. Ross is ripping the umps for being terrible and adds in, dude, it's right before the All-Star break. David Ross came into the first inning. <laughs> Alex McKinney had heard enough. You got one game before the break. You're that bad already. Wow. <laughs> the best lines I've ever heard. <laughs> That's Michael Kay and Paul O'Neill on the Yes Network. And what David Ross in the series against the Yankees was saying, quote, you've got to be better. You've got one GD game before you get to the break, and you're this bleeping bad already. (laughs) And that was early in the game. That was like, what, the first inning? So trashing the umps for being trash right out of the gate with only one game left before the break. 
This happened on Friday's show. I really got a good kick out of this when I was on my vacation last week as Peter Schwartz might have conflated a type of pie with a type of dance. Experts believe key lime pie was developed in the late 1800s in Key West. Its primary ingredients... 1800s? Uh, condensed milk, egg yolks, and the juice of tiny yellow key limes, typically with a graham cracker crust and whipped cream or a merengue topping. A I think merengue? The, <laughs> I think the graham cracker crust is what's going to get you <laughs> at the end there. You can get right through the whipped cream and the key lime yeah. merengue. Wow. My question would be: My question would be then, what's merengue? No, no, not, okay. mo- not no. But let's say, let's say you're going on, you're, you're taking care of this pie, right? You're taking and like care piece, of it, and this, and a piece falls out of your mouth and goes off the plate somewhere that you yeah. can't reach. Well, like, are you now automatically disqualified, or do they have like, like <laughs> someone mean... there that can? Put well, the pie back on your plate. Well, if you dig in face first, I'm going to guess you're going to get some whipped cream on your eyebrows. You're not getting to that either. So I'm no, but sh- I mean like a, 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 a significant piece of the merengue, pie. Pete. Why? It's merengue. That's <laughs> no, the stuff. It's merengue. <laughs> what? That's, the, that's like the key lime stuff. No, Dance. it's called meringue. You don't... <laughs> oh, yeah, it's meringue. <laughs> oh, it's meringue. No, it's meringue. Why? It's right. Are you sweating? <laughs> I'm crying. I'm having another tequila moment. Well, the ingredients moment. are four limes, some sugar, egg yolks, and a guitar player. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Big Vaughn's going to come out of nowhere and start dancing. <laughs> meringue. It's the cream no, stuff. Lemon meringue pie. Yeah. yeah. No, there's I, a lemon the to- meringue I totally pie. Own up, I totally own up to my mistake there. You know what? The show might be better. <laughs> what's funny about that clip is that schwartz and Mraz going back and forth is like stupidity cubed like those two guys talking to one another nobody knows the right anything so what's great is that immediately pete the clip is just great i kept watching this over and over again as soon as schwartz says merengue pie <clears throat> Pete dies laughing and starts mimicking doing a dance, like a salsa dance. It's at this point when Bogus starts cracking up as well. Mraz thinks everybody's just bagging on Schwartz because it's some fat joke about eating a pie. <laughs> Meantime, everybody's laughing because no merengue's wrong there. It's meringue, meringue, like a lemon meringue pie. So Mraz thinks he's laughing at Schwartz but he's not. He doesn't know why everyone's really laughing. And then realizes he's wrong as well. For those wondering, a meringue pie has a billowy and toasty meringue topping. Oftentimes filled with a tart lemon filling. Meringue is a style of Dominican dance. It is the national dance of the DR. Meringue. 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 Just two dopes having a dope fest. <laughs> it's like just, it's a really dope tennis. It's just, nobody knows what's going on. Paddling it back and forth. Who could be dumber? And I love Pete. I watched the video. Pete's just, hey, oh, hey, hey. 
Maria. No, no, it's merengue. Yeah. No, no, it's the stuff that you yell, you eat it, the pie. It's always worse when you're loud and wrong. Like, <laughs> right? I wanted to make sure that everybody knew that it was merengue. Not knowing that he was also wrong. Like he like he like that's 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 classic Mariah there. That's exactly right. If the there was merengue, wow. If there was like a slogan for Mariah's career, it'd be loud and wrong. <laughs> <laughs> or, or loudly wrong. That's like the perfect way to describe it. And Schwartz, uh, he can't say any Latin or Spanish words. Can't do it. He's incapable. To keep he pronounced tequila, tequila. Think about that. Who hasn't heard the word tequila? tequila. Or tequila. seen it. Or seen it. Tequila. As though it's on a roller at 7-Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable. All right. That is, your, that is your sound check this morning. Uh, U.S. men's national team nearly choked and blew it against Canada in the Gold Cup quarterfinals in Cincinnati last night. But goalie Matt Turner with heroics after it went to a penalty shootout. USA wins 3-2 on pens. They're in the Gold Cup semifinals. They'll play Panama on Wednesday night. Panama! Panama! Jamaica, Mexico is the other semifinal. Mexico! Mexico! What? They should do that. Just remake that song for like every other country. Any three. Switzerland! Mongolia! Any others? <laughs> All right. so NHL stupid. free agency. The Alex DeBrincat saga is over. The Ottawa Senators. India! India! And their neighbors. Pakistan! Pakistan! <laughs> That's the new United Nations theme song. <laughs> Every time they walk in with their flag, they get they get serenaded by that. Is that Van, was that Van Halen? Yeah, Van Halen. Canada! Canada! Three syllables is the key. If you got a country with three syllables, it works perfect. Yeah, it's a three syllable, and if it ends with a vowel, it really helps. Mm. Uh, anyway, yeah, Alex DeBrincat uh, traded from the Senators to the Detroit Red Wings. They get the two-time 40-goal score. Uh, they sent back forward Dominic Kubelik, a prospect defenseman Donovan Sobrango, a first-round pick and a 2024 fourth-round pick. And then the Red Wings announced a four-year contract extension for a total of $31.5 million. Mentioned last hour, Allison Corpus won the U.S. Women's Open yesterday at Pebble Beach, shooting nine under on the PGA Tour. Sepp Straka from Austria. Austria. He won the John Deere Classic by shooting a final round 62 <laughs> to finish 21 under. Dan, dan. And now, let's get started. 
It doesn't take much to surprise this bouncing baby boy. This is honestly the most stunned I have ever been on the show to a news. The DA show is stunned to a news. All right, I'm going to set the scene for you. Picture this. You are in Crandon, Wisconsin. Nice. Wherever that may be. You are at the Forest County Festival. Nice. You're riding the Fireball. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is, okay. I, and I think this is a very, like, I've ridden, <laughs> rode? Ridden? I've rode the Fireball before. Uh-huh. They used to have this at uh, down the Jersey Shore, which is basically just the circular roller coaster that just goes around and around, then you go the other way in a circle, and that's it in a loop. Now, picture this. You're in the middle of going backwards. You're upside down, and then, boom. Mechanical failure, roller coaster stops working. Oh no. Which can happen at times. However, this one happened to take almost eight hours. No, no, yes. no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 don't say that. Yeah, these poor folks uh, were stuck on the oscillating fireball uh, because of a mechanical failure. No. Emergency personnel were dispatched to the scene within 15 minutes, but needed to request special equipment, including three ladder trucks from nearby towns to complete the rescue. One truck with the capability of rising over 100 feet took almost an hour to arrive on the scene. (laughs) These people were stuck upside down. Excuse me. I read that wrong. Not eight hours, but uh, altogether, almost two and a half hours since the ride had first gotten stuck. These people were stuck upside down for two and a half hours. Essentially, yes. Oh, just sitting there, hair. Oh no, hair. You know, just hanging. Blood, lawsuit, blood dun, rushing. Dun, <laughs> What'd you say? Lawsuit. Fireball. Doesn't work. <laughs> Crandon, Wisconsin, northeast corner of Wisconsin. They got stuck roughly two hours after the ride. They got down on solid ground 3.20 Central Time, roughly two hours after the ride had gotten stuck. Another hour and 40 for all remaining passengers to be rescued. So I guess some were not stuck upside down. But that's insane. Imagine being hung. Hanging upside down for two hours? All that blood rushing to your head? Or vomit? Yeah, that too. That's what I was thinking. All over yourself. Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, I'm hurling lunch, dinner, breakfast from the day before if I'm hanging upside down two hours. And this is a pretty standard ride. Like, it's it's one circle. The thing goes around and around. (laughs) How is it to the point where it gets stuck and we need to call three fire trucks and from three different towns? We can't get the people off with special equipment. What are we doing? I was stuck on one of those upside down rides once. Really? And I was for five minutes. Imagine two And hours. how terrifying is five I, I, minutes? I was screaming, cursing, everything. Changes falling out of my pocket. It was horrible. <laughs> Pete jiggling like a piggy bank. A girl told rescuers to unstrap an older man first because he was visibly struggling and appeared to have passed out at one point. I mean, Are we kidding? Are we kidding with this story? I think it's safe to say the fireball is not coming back to uh, the, the Crandon, Wisconsin, Forest County Festival anytime soon. Oh, God. This is horrifying. I'm going to do more detail on this story throughout the show because this is too much. When we come back, also the Bob Huggins story. DA, CBS Sports Radio. 
Even the DA show is not perfect. We know. Shocking. Here's the epic fail. Let the interviews for Mraz's position begin. Jeff in Pittsburgh leads us off. This week, no Mraz. And we begin to try to feel out our way post the thick tape. I quit the show. Of course, there's some in-house candidates that will be considered strongly for the position. You guys know the names. They're familiar to you. I'm Jack Stern. But I am also going to consider outside the building name. My favorite porn star, Mark Manning. If you are listening out there and you're like, you know what, damn it, I should be Mraz's reporter. I am the producer. I could do what he does. I like pleasuring myself. Staying alive. We already have a listener that wants to weigh in on the process. Jeff, who's in Pittsburgh this morning here on the DA Show. Jeff, good morning. Hello. Uh, good morning, DA. Wanted to jump to the front of the line, my friend. Oh. Looking forward to the opportunity. Yeah, I'm old school, though, DA. I, I filled out the paper application. Uh, I can do the Zoom interview, or I can do it right here live on the air. I don't even have a job, Damien. I can eat a lot of food, soil myself. I don't have a lot of talent, and I don't require a lot of money. Now, would you be able to relocate to New York? No. That's going to be tough, but I think I can do it. Uh, I heard rent's high up there. Rent is high, but you don't have to live in the city. You can live in some of the surrounding areas. And so if you live out in New Jersey or some other areas, you might be able to find some affordable rent. In fact, Pat Boyle might be looking for a, a roommate as we speak, as long as you can stay quiet at night and sleep through maybe some bumping and banging in the next room. Uh, usually by the time I finish my left-handed cigarette at about 7 p.m., I'm out. Dog! All right, well, Jeff in Pittsburgh, any closing remarks? I uh, just look forward to the opportunity. Of, uh, and I'll answer the phones, and I'll answer them uh, on the second or third ring, DA. Wow. I'll work circles around anybody there. I'm a machine. <laughs> okay. All right, Jeff in Pittsburgh has thrown his... Hat into the ring. Epic fail, you loser. That is why you fail. Epic fail. <laughs> Hearing Pat Boyle yell, dog! <laughs> Excellent. Excellent work for me, Jay. Poll question today was, should Moraz's replacement be similar to him or the total opposite? 60% of you said the total opposite. The data department tells us that about 40% of people lie on their resumes... Referred candidates are five times more likely to be hired, and the interview process takes an average of 23 days. But if you know this show, it's probably more like four or five months we'll get out of this. Huh? We'll <laughs> squeeze that content. Thanks to EJ Stewart, executive producer today. Thanks to Pete the Body Bilotti, Brooke Stewart, Andrew Kaplan, and Pat Boyle. I'm DA. The Mothership Disconnects. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 